Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Locked on Bucks. It's a Frank Madden solo pod edition. It's a late Friday night edition. It's a Bucks after dark edition. And you might be asking, why am I doing a podcast by myself at almost midnight on a Friday, especially when there's a Bucks game on Saturday? So, you know, this this game is only going to be sort of, you know, the relevant game for 24 hours. So why are, why are, why are we bothering podcasting about this? Well, by, I, I think you guys know. Giannis Adetokounmpo, 47 points on 18 of 21 shooting tonight in Portland. Bucks win pretty comfortably uh, in a game that they controlled really, really throughout. 127-109, the final score. No Kane Pittman. Kane is is off covering, you know, Australian sports uh, like Australian Rules Football or, uh, I don't know, maybe it's kangaroo wrestling or whatever they do down in Australia on weekends. Uh, but this game was just too special for me, honest, not to talk about. You know how much I love talking about incredibly honest performances, don't we all? Uh, but this is truly one of his, his the best performances of his career. And again, let's just read back the stat line. 18 out of 21 from the field. 18 out of 18 on two-pointers. He was 0 for 3 from 3. 11 out of 13 from the foul line. 12 rebounds, two assists, a steal, three blocks, including two where he just swallowed C.J. McCollum and Dame Lillard whole after they tried to beat him from the perimeter. Uh, did have four turnovers, plus 17, and, and only 33 minutes, um, which is is you know one of the probably under <laughs> underrated components of this game. You know, if if he plays 40 minutes, he tops 50 points easily. They pulled him with I want to say about three minutes left in the game. Bucks had a, a pretty commanding lead, and the Blazers pulled their starters, and then uh, Giannis was out there for another minute or so, and then eventually had the Bucks call a timeout just to get Giannis and the starters out of the game. But uh, so, so yes, if you if you want to be mad about you know Giannis not being left in to go for fifty, I, I guess you can do that. But uh, going into a back to back, I think the prudent move by Bud, uh, the novelty of a fifty point game is. I don't know if it's that important uh, for, for Giannis at this point, but uh, truly just a, an incredible performance. And, you know, the thing that's interesting, very difficult to score 47 points in the NBA without hitting a three-point shot, but only two dunks from Giannis tonight. I was rewatching all the highlights, and, you know, it's not like he was just getting, you know, pick-and-roll passes and, you know, cleaning up easy finishes left and right. He, he really had to work for those 18 field goals started off, hit a couple of mid range jumpers, at which point you kind of knew, okay, maybe he's got something going here. Had 11 points in the first quarter. Uh, they tried Nurkic on him early. Yeah. Didn't work. <laughs> Nurk is not a bad defender, but just for all his size, just does not have the foot speed against Giannis. We saw obviously, as you would expect a fair bit of Covington Mallow had, I think a few chances, 
as well. Um, I think Norm Powell got switched on him at, at times, but just nobody had had any answer for him. And and again, you look at guys like Powell and Covington. I mean, these are these are pretty good NBA defenders, but the Blazers just could not compress the floor quickly enough. And Giannis just so in control all night. He was aggressive, but was not out of control. Um, and and obviously when he's when he's playing like that with with that level of control. Uh, it, it's really a sight to see and just one of the more enjoyable games you could watch. He, he goes into halftime with 24. So pretty, pretty even, uh, pretty even scoring throughout the game. You know, 11 in the first quarter, 13 in the second quarter. He had a dozen, I want to say, uh, in the third quarter, maybe, maybe 14. I'd have to double check. And then, um, had again, either nine or 11 points in that fourth quarter. He did have a rest in there before he went to the bench as well. So, not even, not even close to a full fourth quarter from him as the Bucks eventually stretched the lead out. Um, so anyway, long story short, appreciate these games, guys. I know it's regular season. I know it's you know not not the ultimate measure of his legacy, but if you enjoy watching basketball and if you're listening to this podcast, I'm guessing you do. You just have to appreciate these kind of nights. These are this is a player that again he is a one of one. You will not see another player like him in Milwaukee. You will probably never see another player quite like him in the NBA. And to watch him go to work tonight, showing off the full arsenal of, of footwork, driving, attacking, back to the basket. Again, didn't, didn't, didn't hit any three, so we didn't see that part of his game. But um, just so under control and, and hitting his free throws as well. He's up to 68.6% from the foul line, 11 out of 13, as I mentioned. Um, just, uh, just a real pleasure to, to watch Giannis do what what Giannis is capable of and uh, interesting stat that was thrown out uh, the first player I think since 19 was it 68 or 67 when Wilt did it to <laughs> score 45 points with 10 rebounds on 85% plus shooting from the field not bad not bad uh, I'm, I'm going to be curious to see how much his uh, his shooting percentage numbers go up Overnight, I think I think they went up about from like 55.7 to 56.5 just uh, just from tonight's effort. There were other players playing basketball tonight. <laughs> as much as that will not grab the headlines, um, really it was all about the Bucks' big three. Only three guys in double digits for the Bucks tonight, and the other two were the ones you'd expect. Drew Holiday, just another really really good game from him. Nine out of 14 from the field, two out of six from three. 22 points, four rebounds, 10 assists, two steals, plus 26. Played great defense on Dame Lillard, who scored 32 points on 10 out of 19 shooting. And, I mean, some of the shots Dame was hitting tonight, I mean, there, there's nothing you can do about it. He hit a couple in, in Giannis's face. Um, he, he was just, you know, he was Dame. I mean, this is pretty much what he does. Uh, he hit five out of 10 threes. But minus 27 from Dame tonight, the Bucks were just uh, – and Giannis really, but but Drew, Chris, and and Giannis were just too good tonight. And you know, head to head, the Bucks' best players were better than the Blazers' best players. And obviously, that was reflected in the scoreline. And you know, yeah, it's fun to watch these games. Drew is is really playing at such a high level right now. And you know, I think I think this is kind of a, a great example. You know, you look at the box where you say, well. Dame got 32 points on 19 shots. How good could the defense have been? It was really good. I mean, Dame, Drew did a really good job on him. He got backdoored at one point in the third quarter, but 
I mean, Dame put so much pressure on you. The Bucks defense, you could tell. I mean, this was not your typical Bucks game plan defensively. They were bringing their bigs really high up the floor on screens because the Blazers obviously screen really high on the floor because Dame needs so little daylight and he can shoot from so far out. Uh, he hit a couple of really deep threes early. Um, I think it was actually, I think CJ was, between CJ and Dame, neither of them took a shot until about, I think about the seven and a half minute mark when CJ hit and took a shot. So they kind of, they did a nice job, Bucks, in terms of, you know, kind of making other guys beat them. And again, other guys got some open looks. Covington in particular had a lot of open looks. He hit six out of 11 threes tonight. But overall, uh, they really made Dame and CJ work. And as much as Dame put up numbers, um, this is one of those nights where if he's playing against, you know, an average point guard, he go, maybe he goes for 50, to be honest, the way he was shooting the ball. Um, I thought they did a, a, def, a very nice job on CJ. He gets scores 18 points on seven out of 16 from the field, which you would happily take that every game. You guys might remember two years ago, CJ versus the Bucks, Dante DiVincenzo's rookie year. Dante just got worked by CJ in that game and CJ just lit the Bucks up in a Blazers win tonight. Dante was really bad. Uh, one out of seven, uh, just, just five points, um, in 29 minutes. I, I just, just, he just has these games where it's just like, you know, when he's not playing well and he's still trying to be aggressive, um, you just worry his decision-making is, is going to continue to be overly aggressive. And he's not going to defer enough. Um, but the smart thing was, was Bud had Chris Middleton defending CJ from the start, putting that exercise on him. I thought that made a, a difference. Dante was was guarding Norm Powell, who, shockingly, Norm Powell, Bucks killer extraordinaire, just five out of fifteen from the field for twelve points. I I don't know that he's got you know about five years of mean regression that needs to start at some point for how much it seemingly has killed the Bucks over the years. So um, perhaps finally leaving Toronto is is going to kick have that kick in. But um, but I thought that was an important. Uh, you know, I think tactically, like kind of what the Bucks did here, things that they did tonight that they might not normally do, putting Chris on CJ, not something you normally necessarily see Chris defending, you know, sort of Dante's obvious guy. But I thought that was a smart move by the Bucks. And then again, just the, the pick and roll coverage against Dame, um, you know, again, you just have to bring your bigs up. We saw, especially with Giannis, them switching uh, Giannis onto Dame repeatedly. And I thought the other interesting thing was Carmelo Anthony was two out of 12 tonight for six points, hit his last two threes, although the game was kind of out of hand at that point. Blazers did make it a game in the third quarter, but there were a couple possessions where, you know, the Bucks had been switching. And then when Carmelo comes in, they decide that they're basically going to more or less kind of double uh, Dame on uh, pick and roll. Basically, the Defenders coming up high, you know, the, the help defenders coming up high. And then Drew, instead of switching, he's coming over the screen and, and essentially kind of bringing that second body. And they basically told Carmelo, like, if you want to go, you know, pop to the three-point line and take an open three, <laughs> we'll let you do that. And he missed um, repeatedly open threes. And it, it was kind of like the Bucks basically decided, all right, you're out on the floor. You're running the pick and roll with Dame. Yeah, we can live with that. <laughs> and Carmelo uh, just did not, could not get anything going tonight. Uh, and again, did hit a couple threes, but but by then the Bucks had had reextended the lead. And you know, look at what the Bucks did in that third quarter. Game got a little bit close. I think it got within three at one point. But the Bucks uh, again were able to extend back out, and I think it was up to about 24, uh, 24 point lead uh, by the end of uh, towards the end of the third quarter. There, as, as the Bucks really kind of took control 
37 to 20 in that third quarter. Uh, that was really the big difference. Basically, first and third quarters, Bucks plus 13 in the first quarter, plus 17 in the third quarter uh, overall. And, you know, you look at the, the overall numbers, um, better than average performance from them defensively. Uh, and, and it was interesting because Portland hit 21 threes tonight. They had 39% from three. Um, and you look at, okay, that's a problem. Bucks are 12 out of 39. They did not shoot well from three. That is not normally when you're, when you're minus 27 from the three point line, it's not normally a, a game you expect the Bucks to win, especially not win by 18 points, but they were so dominant in the paint. Giannis obviously leading the way there, 58 to 24 advantage in the paint. And Portland, they shoot 39% from three, but just 36% overall. So obviously low 30s on two point shots tonight. And the Bucks just did a really nice job of just, you know, contesting. And again, Portland missed shots that maybe they would normally make, obviously. They also got some shots from Dame and others. Rocco, obviously, those guys shot certainly better than what you'd normally expect from three. Uh, so net net probably worked out. The Blazers announcers were. You know, we're playing the usual, but oh, we're getting so many good looks. Oh, just I can't remember them missing this many good looks. It's like, well, you shot 39 percent from three guys, so it, it kind of worked out. <laughs> it wasn't like it wasn't like this was, uh, you know, a, a game where you shot 15 percent from three, and and no one can understand how how such an outlier event could occur. Yeah, you missed some shots, but but certainly the Bucks defense had at least something to do with it. Um, I mentioned Giannis those three blocks. Uh, he was he was good defensively and and again some some of those plays Dame was just better than whatever Giannis or or Drew could throw at him but um, but uh, I'd say a, a plus performance from Giannis defensively and then Chris Middleton too you know Chris has been really ever since you guys might remember you know Drew Holiday goes out with COVID that first game Bucks win in Denver Chris had maybe his best game of the season in that Denver game he was terrific um, I forget if he had 11 or 12 assists. And then thereafter, Chris kind of just has, he's just been really up and down. It just hasn't looked as, as good as, as he was early in the season when, you know, realistically he was great. Tonight, kind of a, kind of a quiet start again. Seems like he's gotten off to a lot of slow starts in games, but you look at the final numbers, 20 points, eight assists, seven rebounds, three steals, plus 25, eight out of 13 from the field. Again, just a very in control game from him. Did have five turnovers. You know, that's the downside of some of his playmaking is, you know, when he comes a little too aggressive with with his passing, especially interior, um, you know, we, we do see some 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 of those turnovers uh, increase. Also, he had one turnover where he was just raked and completely fouled by by Carmelo in the fourth quarter. That was just baffling that it didn't get called. Uh, but he came back uh, shortly thereafter. The game was getting I think it was within like 12 or so. And Chris drove to the basket, got a layup. And that, that was actually a, kind of an important sort of stabilizing bucket from Chris. So. Nice to see him. You know, I think Drew was was the, the second best player on the floor tonight, but Chris also had a, a really solid night at the office. And just returning to Drew a little bit, um, you know, we saw him when they needed a bucket, especially, you know, so you see them with like the second unit. The fact that you can go to him in the post and <laughs> he can just, you know, he's got that old man game, which I think he's in a, a guy that's going to age well, you know, if he can stay healthy. I think he's going to age well just because, He's so good at, at using kind of pacing, kind of rope doping, using his body, uh, just being really good with his footwork and getting to his spots on the floor and hitting shots. Um, we saw that again when the Bucks kind of, you know, we're feeling a little bit of pressure. The fact that you can go to Holiday and have him just go create a bucket from nowhere uh, is just just such a useful tool to have. And, 
he's just been so good. I mean, again, nine out of 14 tonight, um, you know, game in and game out, you know, he's over 50% from the field on the season. And, you know, the fact that the Bucks have Giannis, who's a super efficient guy, he's, you know, 56% shooter from the field. And the fact that you have two other perimeter players who are high volume scorers in Chris and Drew, who are also, you know, Chris a little bit under 50%, Drew now over 50%. Um, it really speaks volumes about just how good they are and, and how efficient this team is offensively. And so obviously, yes, of course, can they do this in the playoffs? That's the ultimate question. Uh, but just a really, really fun group to watch. Um, I think other kind of notes from this game, the bench, pretty, pretty woof. <laughs> um, the good news was Body Portis was back. He was out with health and safety protocols, which, you know, again, because unless a player essentially confirms publicly that he's had COVID, we, you know, you don't ever really get that uh, officially. But the fact that he's back after more or less a week, pretty, you know, that, that tells you that he didn't actually test positive for COVID. You know, as we saw with Drew, that's usually at least two weeks, potentially three weeks for most guys coming back. Um, Looks like Bobby was probably just out with some sort of contract trace, contact tracing issue. Uh, so good to see him back available tonight. Not a standout performance. Three out of nine from the field. Missed two open threes. Um, six points from him in 17 minutes. And Pat Connaughton, 0 for 5 in his return to Portland. He's obviously been so good from three-point the range this year. I mean, we kind of have been waiting for that, that, that three-point shooting to come back down to earth. And kind of did. And then it kind of had gone back up again. To, he was 41% coming into tonight, but not a standout night from Pat as the bench really struggled uh, to, to kind of consistently hurt Portland. Um, Bryn Forbes, just three out of 10, but three out of six from three. So kind of helped a little bit, um, but just nine points from him. So the bench was, was certainly not anything to write home about. Um, we did see Jeff Teague's debut 13 minutes, he goes one for one from the field, a couple of assists, two blocks from Jeff Teague. Uh, he blocked Dame on a drive in the fourth quarter, which was not something I would have expected to see. Um, you know, I, I haven't talked at all about Jeff Teague, actually. I, uh, you know, we talked about Austin Rivers because it sounded like they were going to go to Austin Rivers. They end up signing Jeff Teague. Uh, and he's an interesting player because, I mean, Boston fans did not like Jeff Teague at all this year. And if you're a Bucks fan, it's a little weird because I think two of Jeff Teague's three or four best games came against the Bucks. So we don't really have a representative sample. He was really good on opening night. He was good uh, last week, I guess, when we saw the Celtics in, in Milwaukee split those two games. And I didn't really notice Jeff Teague tonight when he was out there with Giannis. He was pretty much just letting Giannis run the show. Uh, he did get in for a layup late sort of as the once the starters were out. Um but look, if Jeff Teague is pretty much just deferential, not looking for a shot and, you know, just kind of not being that noticeable defensively because he's not making mistakes, not really making mistakes offensively, that's that's pretty much fine from Jeff Teague. <laughs> You're not looking for him to have to go carry a second unit. Uh, we'll see how much he plays. He played 13 minutes tonight, so it looks like he will have probably a night-to-night role. That's probably why he signed here, and so we'll have to see. Uh, what he can bring. I mean, again, the irony of him being hated by, by Boston fans so much, he shot 46% from three in Boston. Uh, the Celtics were better with him on the court than off. So it's not like they were getting, you know, it's not like he was somebody that was killing them uh, and they were getting crushed with, with Teague on the floor, kind of actually the opposite. Um, but he did really struggle 
to to score inside the arc. His two point long two point shooting I was looking at it was really bad this year. I, I don't know. I mean, look, if you're relying on Jeff Teague to to make a be a big difference maker in the playoffs, you're in trouble. So, of course, is Jeff Teague going to be a difference maker? No, he's a buyout guy, and we'll just have to see. You know, it, the bar with DJ Augustine was pretty low, and with Jeff Teague, you're getting a guy on a minimum contract. So, um, if he gives you a facsimile of DJ Augustine while being bigger and sort of less targetable on defense, then that's probably okay. So, so we'll see. And Bucks still have another roster spot, which they could use. I, I don't know that that would be Austin Rivers at this point, just given that they've already gotten a guard in T, but um, they do have at least that other spot where they could use that if they want. Um, or they can, honestly, I think probably most logical thing might be to just sit on it and just see what happens. You know, if you get an injury to, for instance, you know, a big guy late in the season and you need to add depth there, maybe it's better to just sort of wait out and just see if you need to use that on somebody else. So anyway, we'll see if T can give you anything. Um, I'm not holding out a huge hope, but uh, of course, ironic to for Jeff T to finally be in Milwaukee after, you know, geez, a, a lifetime ago uh, in 2013, signing that offer sheet with Milwaukee, almost becoming a buck. And one of those interesting kind of sliding doors, if Teague doesn't have that offer sheet matched by Danny Ferry and the Hawks, do the Bucks make the Jennings trade that gets them Chris Middleton and Brandon Knight? I mean, maybe Brandon Jennings just walks at that point and there's no trade. And you don't actually end up with Chris Middleton, Milwaukee. So <laughs> I'd say things worked out okay. Um, and that's probably a good place to stop tonight. It's Friday night. It's after midnight, guys. I'm a washed up dad, uh, but I still enjoy seeing Yasuda Kumbo dominate enough to jump on and, and want to talk about it. So hope you guys had a good Friday night. We'll see what happens in Sacramento on Saturday night. Um, Sacramento also played tonight, so both teams will be coming uh, on a back-to-back and honestly, of course, uh, the Kings are not a particularly strong team, but uh, De'Aaron Fox has been incredible this year. Sacramento is still dangerous. And look, anything can happen any given night in the league. So I think if you're the Bucks, you're really happy to come away from a win in Portland against a team that, you know, the Blazers, the Blazers were 29 and 18 coming into this game. They were only a game worse than the Bucks coming into this game, even with all the injuries that Portland had. Uh, you know, you didn't see CJ or Nurkic in Milwaukee when the Bucks won the first game between these two teams. So this was a much, much more of a full strength uh, Blazer team that you saw tonight. So to come away with a pretty comfortable win, not have to ride your starters into, you know, 37, 39 minute nights is, uh, is pretty ideal. And so we'll see if they can pull off the, the back-to-back wins uh, on Saturday night in Sacramento. Obviously you'd love to do that. And then you have uh, Golden State in Dallas next week. So if you can get to another, I guess, two and one on the road trip, uh, if you can get to three and one with a couple games left, obviously you'd probably feel pretty good about uh, about where where the road trip is. So in any case, enjoy your weekend, everybody. Cross your fingers for the Bucks on Saturday night. You may uh, listen to this after that game actually happens, but if you need something to listen to on Saturday while you're you know doing yard work or uh, running errands or whatever, hopefully. Hearing me blather about this game has has been an enjoyable way to relive what was truly an incredible performance to be honest at Kumbo tonight. So for for that, again, this is Frank Madden. You can find me online at Twitter at, at MathMaddenNBA. Have a great weekend and we will talk to you on Monday.